We may be taking a break from the Leafs podcast. Well, we'll do at least one more, guys. But we're back doing the Blue Jays. I'm here with David Morissuti and Jake Middleton. Guys, how's everybody doing? I'm doing pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, Chris. So we're just about to enter the All Star break here for the Blue Jays. They've been red hot as of late. Three or four from the Tigers this weekend. Ten of the last thirteen. Eight of the last ten at home. They're entering the All Star break with a 51 and 40 record, tied for a wild card spot with the Red Sox. Two games back at the Orioles. I mean, it started off kind of slow for the Jays, but now I think they're starting to play where we expect them to do. Would that be fair to say, guys? Yeah, I mean, for all those people, all those bandwagon fans that said uh, it was, it was the season was over and 20 games in, looks like they're back on the bandwagon. Oh yeah, that, that's definitely for sure. Especially people complaining about Tulo getting off to a slow start. So the starting pitching was actually really good, but the bullpen wasn't doing well. The, you, 20 games in, in the MLB is like nothing. It's like the first like 10 games of an NHL season, if I, that. I know. The amount of people that overreact to that is absurd. Well, I think John Gibbons uh, said I it follow, best then. I follow Mike Wilner, and I think he's the best uh, to describe the, the fan base or the bandwagon fan base. Because he, he listens to them every night. That's why. I, I know. That's the only part that I see. So, I mean, I respect him for that, but like, I may I'm not, glad he did that so those people are eating crow now. I may not always agree with what Mike Wilner says. But I have a good appreciation of what that guy has to put up with every single night. Like yeah, a lot, of, a lot of silly people with if, some not so intelligent opinions. I, unfortunately, if anyone who is a caller on the mic on the on the Blue Jays talk that has listened to this, but if you want great, great entertainment and you have nothing else better to do with your life, listen to Blue Jays talk after a Jays game, and you will not be disappointed. <laughs> well, I, th- I actually have to listen to one. I don't think I've ever heard one. I don't think I've ever heard his voice. I feel oh, like I have. Really? No, you definitely have. He's, he's done some stuff on, on TV and on radio, so you've yeah. probably have heard him. He's been on Sportsnet a few I, times. I don't know how the coverage is down in the States. I know sometimes you have to pick up a game up here, but he he, he does he does do radio for Howarth, and once in a while he'll get on TV. Yeah, with Sportsnet he will. Well, when you look at the Jays right now, five guys that are going to be in the All-Star game. Four, really, because Marco Estrada's backing out. Um, obviously his back is an issue, but you got Josh Donaldson, Edwin Encarnacion, Michael Saunders, who's voted in, and Aaron Sanchez is going to replace Danny Salazar, so that brings a total to five Jays. Did you guys think that there was going to be that many Blue Jays when the season started? I thought maybe, you know, you get three guys, but to see five is kind of a bit surprising. It's not the it's not the guys I expected other than Donaldson. I mean, I expected... And Edwin. I yeah, expected. I thought Edwin, too. Yeah, okay, maybe yeah, Edwin, too, because um, I mean, he, he didn't go last year. It was just, uh, it was just uh, Donaldson, if I'm not wrong. From the Jays, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I was expecting like Osuna, really Donaldson and Encarnacion, just based on what how the All Star game has been in the past, where managers are really looking for that shutdown in the eighth and ninth inning. That's why I thought Osuna. I mean, and then Edwin, you can't like his his bad. You can't leave out of there. Oh, he's been killing. He's got eighty ribbies. And then Donaldson over at third. I mean, it's going to be Machado starting, but it wouldn't surprise me if Donaldson gets in there at some point of the game. Well, Machado's yeah, got to decide great, too. Great call, great yeah. call by the fans there. By the way, yeah. uh, having Manny Machado, who's a great player in his own right, starting, but over Josh Donaldson though, it just seems ridiculous now. Well, Machado's got to decide. If considering he's like a how well Donaldson's well, that's right. playing now, that is yeah. true. But who's the other? Who's the shortstop that was picked? Who's the, who else is the who's the other option over uh, Donaldson? Well, it's Xander Bogarts, who's pretty much his flat out stud this year. Yeah. So yeah, okay, he's a stud. Yeah, but. That's the thing for Machado, right? Is he's kind of dual eligible for positions, so yeah, 
it kind of hurts JD's stock a bit. But, but but considering the stat I read on Donaldson with uh, how he's the sixth player ever, ever to have 20 home runs and 80 runs Before the by All-Star the All Star game, yep. and the guys on that list are A Rod, Frank Thomas, um, Ted Williams, Lou yeah, Gehrig, Ted. and I believe um, it's Donaldson, the guy on the Red Sox. Oh yeah, Donaldson. Yeah, so that's yeah, six. Right? That's six. Yeah, that's six. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I mean, if you want to project another one, we could try and guess one, but... <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. But uh, I would say those are all Hall of Famers, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think so. I mean, I... I think we're... Uh, maybe A-Rod doesn't get it, but... I don't know, I still think A-Rod gets it, even with all the stuff that's going on around It'll take him, him a while. It's going to take him a while, yeah. It's, it's going to be like him and uh, Barry Bonds. It's going to take some time. <clears throat> Yeah, that's because not on a talent uh, perspective at all. That's that's literally only based on steroids. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about Michael Saunders, guys? He went from on the verge of being traded, thanks to a physical he wasn't, to now an all-star. I mean, we were looking like Jay Bruce was going to come here, Saunders was on his way out, and now this guy has literally became kind of like a benchmark for the Blue Jays out there in left field. Like, they need him now. My, my one question is, would all this be like this if Saunders was not Canadian? Well, he's just playing really know. well. I know he's playing really well. Blue Jays player. Yeah, he is a good player, but I'm just saying a lot of people have this connection to him because he's a he's a Canadian, just like they did with Brett Laurie. Yeah, well, Laurie, I, I felt was like also because he's a really good player and he plays on the Blue Jays. I mean, yeah. you yeah. saw you saw the power of our fan base. Oh, we yeah, <laughs> not just the fan base, just the country. Well, the Jays are leading in attendance right now amongst American League East teams, so. That tells you all, to, all you got to know about people showing up. Yeah, like, and, and I know the Jays were doing really well last summer, back July, August, September. This is now they've been selling on most of their games since the start of the season. It's pretty close. They're getting like thirty five thousand to thirty eight thousand a well, night. Well, I went to the I went to the game uh, when Strowman pitched against Kansas City. There was thirty. They announced thirty nine thousand on a Wednesday night. Damn. I was there last That's, Sunday and it was forty. Uh, that is 000? Yankees early two thousand numbers. Yeah. yeah. No, so Rogers has no reason why they can't spend money next year as long as they, they'll think so. of the reason. Don't worry. To circle back to Josh Donaldson though, when you compare him to everybody else in the league, I think uh, obviously we heard the stat earlier about he's a sixth player in MLB history to do twenty homers and eighty ribbies before the All Star break. But you look at his body of work here: three hundred four batting average, four eighteen OBP, like over a thousand OPS. 23 homers, 63 ribbies, 201 total bases, 5.4 war. Is he not the leading guy for the AL MVP at the All-Star break right now? Who else would be better than him? That's my question. I think just Mike Trout. I mean, Mike Trout, but his team isn't anywhere close to the playoffs, and this is obviously a reward for for not most valuable to your team, but most valuable player on what I think is the best team. Well, you you look at the whole term most valuable player, He's valuable because he's he leads the team in many categories. His play he also leads a night. really good team too. Yeah. Does yeah. he benefit? Does he benefit from the roster? Of course. But. Oh, but he's hit, like you looked at when this team wasn't doing well. Were, the offense was not doing well. That he was actually struggling as well at that time. Not many people were talking about because he was still playing really well at third. He had that injury at the start of the season that kind of kept him back a bit. But once he started picking up that bat and really started to swing like Josh Johnson could swing it, you saw where this offense of this team was going. And there's no doubt in my mind he's probably going to probably 
at least be the runner-up for MVP. I don't know. Well, who's going to beat him? I mean, it's only like Trout and maybe Altuve. Altuve is the only other guy right now that is putting up MVP. Still, thing... I mean, he's not in the playoffs. I yeah, there's two games back. Proven to be a playoff playoff award. Yeah, you're not in the playoffs, you're most likely not going to win the award. Yeah, and you're not. In... It's sad, but it's a reality. It is, and it's also a reality now in other in other sports too, in other in other leagues. Well, I think it matters yeah. a bit. Like you can't huh. you can't be just a a good player on a bad team. Yeah, because it's just your your achievements get o- kind of overshadowed. What overshadowed by the yeah. failures of your team? Yeah. Exactly. So I think I guess we're kind of unanimously agreeing here that Donaldson oh, yeah. is the first half MVP of the American League. It's, yeah, who would you think is the NL? I mean, you can make a case between like Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryant. Yeah, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a wild card out here. I think Daniel Murphy. Has oh. been fantastic. He's been and I awesome. know New Yorkers, cool. my fellow New Yorkers, are going to hate that I say that, but the guy's hitting almost three fifty. If I'm cor- if I'm correct, yeah, yeah, he's he's up there, man. Even he's got almost case, 50, like... 50 RBIs. It's about 20, 20, uh, 20 home runs too. Yeah, which is uncharacteristic for him. He's not a big power 64 guy. Sixty four runs batted in, and batting three fifty. It helps when you hit behind Mike Trout or uh, behind Bryce Harper. Sorry, uh, doesn't he hit? Yeah. I believe he hits in front of him. No. Uh, they've they've been switching it. He he started the year at the five hole and then he works into the three. They've been but kind still, of still. I place. mean, would anybody have ever expected Daniel Murphy as a leader for the NL MVP? No. Well, I still think it's going to be like an Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryant, just yeah. how well the Cubs are playing. Yeah. You, you, I mean, they've hit they've hit a little uh, run there, right? Where they played awful. The Cubs, yeah, yeah, I mean, but they're they they got off to that torn start to the season. Like you can you expect them to kind of have a bit of a decline after yeah. that, but. They were on like a pace that rivaled the 27 I kind of thought they were a little overrated. Really? I am. They just don't have pitching. They're they're well. I they mean, got depth, for I think it's their depth of pitching. If that's what you're you're saying, they, but they do have. I mean, a... they don't have a bullpen though. It's not bad. Not, I mean, that's what I'm referring to. They don't have a bullpen. They don't have a back of a rotation outside of Arietta and Lester. Uh, I mean, outside of that, they got Lackey and Hamill. I mean, outside of them, if Arietta's not Literally undefeated, which he was last year. You got to give him credit for that. He's probably probably one of the best pitching runs ever in the history of baseball. Yeah, him yeah. and Kershaw. Uh, just the fact that he's come down. I believe his past two starts, he's let up about thirteen earned runs. He's gotten shelled the past couple of days, but uh, I mean, you can tell it. It really does hurt the psyche of the Cubs, who have really not played well. I mean, the rumor is that they've been trying to get some relief pitching from the Yankees, who are asking for a lot. So we'll see. Well, we'll see what happens. Because the that, Yankees but... have some pretty good relievers there. Yeah. So well, the Cubs farm system is stacked too. Like they have a lot of players that they could quite possibly part ways with. Like they have a first baseman who's blocked behind Anthony Rizzo. Wilson Contreras, the catcher, is at the big league level now. Like they they got players that they can move that are at premier positions in the league. So yeah, I think and the Yankees need some young blood injected into their uh, their system there. And I think the Cubs will benefit from sure. the All Star break too. I, even though most of their players are playing in the All Star game, yeah. But uh, the entire infield is Cubs. So, I mean, they'll they'll benefit from having some days off, especially the pitching staff. So I I I think the Cubs will be fine. I don't think Chicago fans will be too worried about it. But they'll find ways to be Speaking of people that will benefit from the All Star break, one of them is definitely Marco Estrada. His back, it's been something he's been dealing with since spring training. He said he's got an injection. It's, it's been rough for him yeah. recently. Like, he could barely pick up the ball in his last start against Cleveland. Watching him go out there was just, it was brutal to watch him labor through that. Are you guys at all concerned about his back injury? 
I'm concerned because they they've used him quite a bit. Like the the game, he's gone deep into a lot of games, so that's it's a lot, it's a big workload for him. Just looking at, he actually doesn't lead the team in innings pitch, which kind of surprises me. But he's been their workhorse this year. I mean, Strowman was supposed to be the ace of this staff. I would probably would do the debate that it's either Sanchez or Estrada that are the ace oh, of this question, staff. Oh, without question, it's one of those two. Yeah. So. It concerns me whether or not how this is going to go later into the year, but the fact now that they can bring in a guy like Hutchison to give him some days off kind of alleviates that concern for me for a bit. But, um, yeah, back injuries are not something to be – to take – you have to take that seriously. You know, I, I think – what how did he originally hurt it? I know there were rumors that it was like – he was just flowing around a bit in spring training, and yeah, those were like the rumors, but they haven't really came up with a definitive answer as to how he heard it. It's just been some of that's been nagging him since spring training. So yeah, and they didn't really give like he did have that break a little bit at the start of the season, but he yeah. was, I think, just having this time now just to kind of not, not pitch, be have some good time away. He'll go to he'll go to San Diego still, mm-hmm. so just as long as he doesn't do anything that's I think just at this point rest. Make sure he doesn't. His back doesn't just doesn't get too. Uh, I get, I'm trying to think of the word here, but try, not get too locked up. Well, yeah, I mean, you need him for the long haul. You don't need yeah. him just for the short term, right? That's the thing with him. That's the thing. Like, I think uh, near the end of the season, they'll definitely give him some games, some starts off, like the kind of did with Price, where you'll pitch him, maybe give him a little extra rest, or you'll have someone start in his spot. So I think that's where the, where I think the Jays will be going. Which kind of makes this whole Aaron Sanchez thing a little uh, interesting, what, what's going to happen with him. That will be interesting to see if they shift him to the bullpen. I know they keep saying I mean, speaking of, speaking of that, what do you guys think of uh, Drew Hutchinson? Dude, he's been like he's been more than serviceable right now in terms of what he's doing in the majors. He was lights out with Buffalo all season. He wasn't getting the run support there, no. but he was pitching very well. I think he's somebody who can actually be dependent on for us in the second half. I don't want him in the bullpen. No. He's, he, he's not a no. guy where he can throw in for an inning or two. He needs... He needs the reps. He needs the innings to get himself going. I don't have an issue with him starting. I was a little, a little disappointed that they traded LeBlanc from from the Buffalo because he was actually doing really well there. So they would have had at least another option if Hudson, for some reason, faltered or got injured. Well, they'll bring up a guy like Chris LaRue if they need to. That's why he started yeah. starting. Pat Vendetti's been starting recently in Buffalo. So they'll use guys like that. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I will look at the stats right now. I mean, Hudson's pitched. 12, almost 13 innings, uh, 12 strikeouts. So, I mean, he's not – we don't really need him to strike guys. I would just have to just keep keep the runs down. He has done that. Uh, he has let some bombs go, though, which, I mean, it's not too concerning, but it's not something you want to see over time. You don't want to – you just don't want to see him get roughed up and then lose his confidence because it was really tough for him to go down. He lives and dies off that slider, right? Like last year, his slider, it's all about the vertical movement with the slider he throws. Yeah. Last year, he was averaging maybe like two inches on it, which is nothing. When he had that really good season, it was three to four inches on his slider. Like Brooks Baseball does a great job of tracking all that stuff so he can see how much movement he's getting on it. When that slider moves, it's very hard to hit him. When it doesn't, you just sit on his fastball. And that's what was killing him last year and ended up getting him demoted pretty much. Hopefully, they keep working on that with him. In AAA, so it's looked better recently since he's had his two starts up here with the Jays. I know one was a spot start this year, but it's looked a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have any problems if they have to go with Hutchinson. I know some people were a little little nervous with him going into that game, but 
I think he kind of silenced those critics after that after that performance against the Tigers, who are not exactly an easy team no. to go up against. Especially Miggy, man. Miggy's just still the best hitter in baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think uh, I think somebody uh, posted on Twitter or somebody mentioned that they went to the kids' hospital and they and they told Justin Smoke, you strike out too much. We want Miggy to be playing in your position instead. I'd love that, man, if Miggy played on this team. Holy crap. Oh, that would just be... Like, I like I think if I'm an opposing pitcher, I'd just give up. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't pitch to them, actually, now I think about it. You couldn't. You could not pitch to that. You, like, you, can't, you intentionally walk Bautista, you intentionally try to walk Donaldson and Canarcion, and then you bring in a guy like Miggy to, to clean that up. Not good. Okay, let's kind of encapsulate the first half here. Biggest surprise so far on the Blue Jays in the first half of this season has been who? Or even it has been something like it's been what? It's been Aaron Sanchez by far for me. Yeah, I mean, fourteen quality starts and eighteen starts. I mean, leads the team in strikeouts. Out. He has one hundred and three strikeouts. I don't think anybody could have predicted him being an not only uh, a great pitcher for them, but being an absolute star. Yeah, he's been an ace. Yeah, he has been an ace easily, easily an ace. Not only an ace, probably one of the best aces in the American League. I mean, it was obviously made by him making the All-Star team, which was which is well-deserved for him, too. Very much so. What about Jay Happ? Jay Happ, I think, has been a big yeah. surprise. Oh, for sure. And not just the record. I mean, the strikeouts he's racking up right now recently. Well, especially the recent games, too. Yeah, the recent games have been high, man. And you look at... He's just... He's been steady all year, and I expected him to kind of be steady but get roughed up here and there, you know, just like three, four I mean, runs a night, but he's I mean, been really good. He's had some games where he's been roughed up, but that's also because the team has not played well. But I, I hated when people were getting upset about the, about the Jays signing him. Like, don't critique a signing until you actually see the guy pitch. I know he pitched with the team before, but he's a different pitcher than what he was before. Way different. I think we should thank the Pittsburgh Pirates for that because they whatever they did there has totally turned himself around. So, yeah, J-Hap has been... He at least gives you a reliable option with Estrada. I mean, between there's really only four, three or four pitches I would deem reliable. Ari Dickey is not one of them. So it, when you go into the playoffs and you're trying to figure out that roster, you're definitely having Hap... Estrada, Sanchez, Stroman, like that would should be the rotation, but obviously with Sanchez, they're gonna have to make a call on that. Yeah, right. yeah. With J Hap, they call it the the Ray Searage effect. Ray Searage is uh, for those who don't know is the pitching coach for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, he's the man that's made a, a lot of people a lot of money. Tons. Uh, of I mean, tons. he's the guy that just every pitcher goes in and he he tweaks something within their pitching. Uh, Pitching uh, arm and and he just makes them that much better. So yeah, the new Leo I mean, the guy worked out wonders for the Jays. They've been lucky enough to to reap the benefits of of Ray Searage just making Jay happen to not only a quality pitcher but arguably a top two pitcher in in all of the American League. Do you yeah. think he win twenty games? In American League. He's in the he's yeah. legitimately in the Cy Young voting. He, he's already got twelve wins. He, he leads gets, the team. Run support. Yeah. I mean, twenty wins I, is I not read, a question. I read no. that was the most wins by a Jays pitcher since Roger Clemens. Damn. God damn, that's a lot. That is a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, Jay, I twenty wins should definitely do it. I think he may be the only one that gets the twenty wins. Yeah, I mean, if he keeps getting run support, like yeah, twenty wins is not out of the question for Jay Happ here. 
Yeah, I mean, and his his ERA is is what you expect at your middle middle uh, starter. I mean, obviously, with uh, Estrada and Sanchez having an ERA over under three makes it a little bit better. So yeah, Hap has been he has probably been one of the bigger surprises in the in the rotation. I knew he was gonna be. He was going to be a good option. I didn't think he was going to be a great option. Like, that's what I think he is. I didn't expect this whole rotation to be as good as it is. It's been among the best in baseball. I think it's just the confidence of the guys that are batting in this lineup gives them a little more confidence to pitch the way that they want to. And Russell Martin, I think, makes a huge difference. Like, a healthy Russell Martin, no less. Yeah, I mean, Russell Martin was key, I think, with uh, with Sanchez last year as a starter, where he mm-hmm. was Tom, you need to pitch this way because you need to pl- pitch to your strengths. And obviously the offense is going to pick it, pick it up for a pitcher when he's not doing well. They yeah. try, yeah. They try. They, haven't been do- they didn't really do it at the beginning of the year where, like, no, there was a time in the game where it didn't work out well, but... I think I think it's confident to say that this pitching staff enjoys being a part of this uh, this offense, who's been racking up runs. Well, think about this: for twenty eight million dollars, they've got Marco Estrada and Jay Happ, and people want us to throw thirty million dollars at David Price, which I understand, but I think we got better value. Yeah, no, I I, I never believed in putting all your eggs in one basket. It should it doesn't really work in most sports. You need you need to build a complete team. You need to spread the wealth around. I mean, Jake, I think you I think we can all agree in hockey that's been some teams' problems with the whole salary cap. NBA, you could probably make that argument, although they have a little more money to shell out. So I, I, I think it's I think it's safe to say the Jays have gotten really good value. So they've gotten a real good Cleveland uh, approach for Mark Shapiro, that's for sure. <laughs> Okay, who's been the biggest disappointment of the first half? It could be a player. It could be even a, a unit on this team. What's been the biggest this, disappointment? This one's easy for me, and it's not really fair for me to say it, but I, I think it's got to be Chris Colabello. Oh, yeah. yeah getting busted, that he, was pretty disappointing, actually. Man, they've re- that story has really gone silent, except for recently when he was on uh, TSN, that uh, Landsberg and Naylor show. Wow, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Yeah, not too much. That's a good one. But Jake, why is the disappointment? Obviously, you probably know why. But what's the maybe you have a little more to say about that? Yeah, I mean, for me, the guy last year hit. I think he hit almost three twenty five last year, and mm-hmm. was just an astounding story. He was the guy that came off the bench and got you that that pinch hit that you needed. And I mean, obviously, it's it's not that we're missing that nowadays. They got they're lucky enough to get. A guy like uh, Ezekiel Carrera, who can come off the bench and is filled in for Jose Batista and gotten that timely hit and even started and played incredibly well. But, I mean, uh, just the fact that he's gone from a guy that was so valuable on a playoff team to literally just being nowhere is impressive to me. It's impressively sad, sorry. Yeah. And, I mean, there was a contract. Because those are the guys that you cheer for, and just for them to be caught that way is, is, uh, it's sad. Uh, let's see. For me, my disappointment, there's actually two. One is kind of just the start that Marcus Stroman has had. This little, you know, because he, he changed his pitching mechanics a little bit going into the season, and then he's kind of had to make some adjustments. He's He's been better, but considering that he had an over-five ERA for a lot, of, a lot of the season, 
didn't really give me a. I didn't really feel too confident about that. I mean, he's still Marcus Stroman. He's not going to show frustration, although he did have some frustrating moments. But that was probably one. But the other one probably has to be Jose Bautista. And the fact that this season, there was so much talk about the contract, so much talk about how he felt like he gave this team a hometown discount. A lot of hype. Not only, uh, obviously the injury was tough because it really wasn't his, like that was not something like any other player could get that type of injury, but he was really struggling before that injury. Like obviously he still, you know, he had 12 home runs, which is not terrible, but we expect more from Jose Bautista, especially the fact that he has a, has a 230 average. His on base percentage is what is is do, not doing too bad, considering he gets walks. But I expect a lot more from Jose Bautista. Yeah, his OBP is pretty good for it's standard. I, Bautista. I do give him credit for uh, for being the guy to just go and be the leadoff hitter. Yeah. yeah, I do give him credit for that. But I think that was just like the team needed something, and he. I think he was also looking for a spark himself. Well, that's kind of where this change started for the Jays, where they just got really hot from then on. Yeah. I just hope... I I honestly don't want to see him back in that leadoff spot now. Well, here's something that I think they might do when he does come back, is they may shift him to first base. He's always said he's open to playing first base. That would take Justin Smoke out and put him on the bench as a switch hitter, defensive replacement, and leave Ezekiel Carrera out in right field, and then Mm -hmm. use him as a true leadoff hitter, and then just kind of... Fit Bautista in somewhere there, maybe as oh. like a four hitter. Yeah, I would. I would probably say that shift kind of either shift people down. Yep. Like you could keep EE at three, or you could even move him to four, and then put Bautista at three, and then just kind of build your lineup off of that. Yeah, I'm just wondering how Ezekiel Carrera has actually probably been one of the su- bigger surprises too. Yeah, he's played very well in Bautista's absence. I mean, yeah. hitting over 300, stealing bags. He gives him that kind of you know contact speed approach that they were looking for up top that a lot of fans were pissed off when Ben Revere left. Ezekiel yeah. Carrera kind of became this poor man's Ben Revere for us, which is really nice to see. And he's got a better arm than he does in the outfield too. Yeah, and his, his, his fielding skills has improved from oh, last year. Yeah, that, that throw that he had against the Tigers, was it yesterday or the, or the day before? Yesterday. Was, uh, was a yeah. bullet. Yeah, it was a gun. For me, the biggest disappointment, it's pretty simple for me, it's Drew Storen. Oh, He yeah. came in here That's... and he's just been a tire fire. A lot of the bullpen at the beginning of the year was just a tire fire to begin. A lot of home runs were given up. A lot of late leads were being blown. It makes you kind of wonder how much more wins this Jays team could have if their bullpen was better. But Drew Storen kind of summed that all up. He came in here with a lot of hype. When we traded Ben Revere for him, we thought, okay, this is the eighth inning guy that can get the ball to Asuna. Great strikeouts. Fangraphs, his slider was second best in all of baseball last year next to Clayton Kershaw. So that tells you how well he was throwing the ball. Then he comes here, and it's just it's been a disaster. And I don't, I don't know if he's going to turn around. He slowly has been, but yeah. I don't know if we'll get to the same level that we saw last year. I still think I make that trade when you can get a guy yeah, who's had sure. that career, those career highlights that Storin has. I think the one issue is probably his velocity has gone down. Yep, He's moved over to the American League, which, as we all know, is the better hitting league, especially the AL East. So I think the adjustment period is what he needs right now to get react acclimated with the with the American League. I'm still. I mean, obviously the we can. There's still time for him to get things turned around. It's not going to be. I don't expect him to be thrown right back into the eighth inning setup role unless he's goes through this drastic turnaround. But yeah, I, I am a bit disappointed because they've had to like move guys around, put Jesse Chavez and Gavin Floyd into the eighth spot. Joe B. Genie has had to do that. 
I Brett Cecil looks like he's turning himself around after that that DL stint. So that's that at least gives us a chance to put Storin in a in a situation where he doesn't have to do too much right now. But I do think they were a little quick to give the guy the eighth inning job. Maybe they should have started him off slower. Well, I mean, Drew Storm was a shutdown closer for the Nationals last year before they got Jonathan Papelbum, and I can't stand him. But then they moved into the eighth inning, and he wasn't happy. And that kind of was where the downward spiral started for him. Yeah. But before that, I mean, that kind of killed his uh, confidence. Yeah, it does. Then he was pretty pumped to come to Toronto. I mean, he was on Twitter. He was everywhere saying, can't wait to come here. And it just sounded like nothing but positive things. Then he got here, and it's just been bad. Could be worse, though. I mean, the Jays at least have had to had Roberto Suna as their closer, which kind of helps them. Because if they didn't have Osuna, like this would this would be a big issue. It'll be a huge issue. Yeah, it would be a huge issue. So at least there's that. Gavin Floyd was able to go into that role. They've at least had uh, guys who have been able to step in. It's not like they've had they've had to throw Storin out so much. Like it's not like that's the only option they had. So luckily that hasn't been too much of an issue. But yeah. I'd really like to see him turn things around because then that way the Jays don't have to go out and get a bullpen guy. Cause that would save them a lot. What do you I guys... wouldn't, uh, wouldn't hold, uh, hold my hat for that one. Yeah. Hold your breath, you mean? What do you Pardon guys... Me? Hold your breath, you mean? Yeah, hold my breath. Sorry, sorry. That's okay. It's the English and major in me. <laughs> what do you guys think they need to, <laughs> to add in the second half here at the trade deadline? Definitely pitching. Uh, yeah, what, either what? either a starter or a bullpen arm, based on where um, Sanchez goes. I mean, I'm hoping he stays in the bullpen or right. in the bullpen and the, the in the rotation. But if he has to go to the bullpen, then I would want to get either uh, an extra arm or a guy that can either either do long relief or be a starter. Like one of those guys, like a Marco Estrada. Obviously, we're not going to catch fire no. with Estrada again, but. A guy along those lines, like a Gavin Floyd, who is uh, versatile enough to do both things. Mm-hmm. I was just pulling up a little article to show Chris, and he quickly gave me the, the no cut, cuts. But uh, they don't have the prospect depth this, for a guy like Sonny Gray. See, the thing is, yeah, everyone's talking Sonny about Sonny Gray. Big, I heard that on the radio actually. They heard, yeah, Sonny Gray. They're also re, maybe revisiting Jay Bruce again because I, I, because I think they're preparing for Bautista to leave, and they do need a bat to replace him. Why do they need I a bat to replace him? Well, I mean, this offense is good, but you don't want to. Well, look who's coming up, yeah. right? They got a surplus outfielders coming up as prospects: Anthony Alford, you're, Rowdy. You're still trying to win a title. Yeah, no, I understand that part. You want to win but... a title? Just go overboard with it. Well, if if you're trying to do that, then in your ownership, you might as well spend the money. Yeah, and if they don't want to spend the money and they're willing to kind of scale back a bit and stay on this budget, mm-hmm. it's going to have to be a young kid coming in. Yeah, just to stay in the financial aspect of it, right? It's it's the Sad part of it, but unless they're willing to spend money, it's going to be a kid that replaces them because they don't want to spend. The thing with pitching is, is is it's probably the one thing that other teams can leverage high on. We got leveraged high when we went after David Price. We gave up. I know we didn't we didn't give up too much, but I would have rather kept some of those guys around. I think it was pretty good as long as they don't give up Connor Green at this yeah. trade deadline. I feel like that'll be a win for them. That's the thing. I, yeah. But the one thing I like about Shapiro is he values. That development system. Yep. So at least we know he's not going to just trade trade the farm just to get better now. But I do think one or two upgrades, either the starting rotation, if they want to move Sanchez down to the bullpen, you have to replace him. Because he's a guy that you can't just... I mean, they could probably put Hutchinson, but 
you want, I think, a better option, considering what they would be losing in Sanchez in the starting rotation. And either that, or you keep Sanchez in the bullpen, you find a guy, or you keep Sanchez in the rotation, you find a guy in the bullpen that can help Osuna in the 8th and ninth. Well, considering that there's almost every team in baseball, when it gets to the trade deadline and you're trying to make yeah. a playoff run, you want to improve your bullpen, right? So the bullpen arms are always expensive to acquire. It's actually cheaper to acquire a starter than it is a bullpen guy. Yeah. So maybe the Jays... I hate to like harp on this, but it really depends on what ownership wants to do in terms of spending money. If they want to spend money, I could see them going on and getting a starter who's on an expiring contract. Yeah. As opposed to somebody that they have to commit term to long term and pay a reliever and just kind of part ways of prospect depth that they don't have. Any ideas? Who would you have in mind with that? That's the thing. Yeah. I'd have to go look like and actually look at who's coming up as a free agent. Maybe they could go and go to like San Diego and try and get like a Tyson Ross, somebody who's got some control. Um, or a Cashner or something, yeah. Yeah, like somebody like that. Like It's got to be somebody who's still got arbitration years left or is about to be a UFA. Yeah. I mean, the Yankees are, are looking to move some guys, but they're not going to trade within the division unless the guy's on yeah. an expiring deal. Well, I mean, if you if you go to the Yankees, what are you really going to give up as the Blue Jays to get yeah. an Andrew Miller or an Aroldis Chapman? That's the thing. I mean, considering what they're asking from – from the Cubs is Javier Baez for Andrew Miller. I would take a hard pass. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Well, I was kind of wishing they would have went and got a guy like Brad Ziegler. I know the Red Sox acquired him the other day, but he's always been lights out with that funky delivery. He's been real good, and it's just like I feel like he's somebody that they could have got for cheap. Well, and you know, again, what? again I don't yeah. know a lot about uh, uh, who, who the prospects were that were exchanged, but. They had to have been good prospects. Yeah. But another, you know what? I think the only way you're going to do this is you go to teams that are really struggling. One of them is the Atlanta Braves. You got Jason Grilly from them. He's been he's been pretty good for them. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd look at the Reds, too. Yeah. Yep. I think, the, I think the Braves and the Reds and the Padres are the three teams that you look at. Obviously, every other team is going to try to do the same. But, I mean, we're looking here, and you got, like, uh, Julio... Tehran, I think that's how you Yeah, Julio Tehran. Uh, the thing Julio. with him, though, is you look at what they got last year from Arizona in the Shelby Miller deal, who's been yeah. an absolute abomination in Arizona. They, they got, got Dansby Swanson. Yeah, Danby Swanson <laughs> and Darren yeah. yeah, Like, they got a lot of pieces for a guy that was kind of on the fence. I think they're going to expect a similar package for Tehran. That's the thing, yeah. And so, I, the Jays, I think the Jays kind of used up one of those when they did the price deal. And when they did I the Chulo deal. I actually think that... Viscaino would would actually go with Tehran. I think they're a package deal because they could just they could get so much back from that. I mean, Viscaino is one of those uh, back end bullpen arms that's lights out. Yeah, he's the closer geez, for the Braves man. now. Yeah, he throws fire. Throws high nineties, uh, wipeout slider. I mean, obviously that's a player that you'd like to get, but I, I think they're holding out for a massive package, and I think they'll get it too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of teams are willing to overpay for bullpen arms, especially. Those I think like a team like high. the Red Sox. Well, yeah, I think a team like the Astros—they're loaded with prospect depth, right? Um, well, the Jays were looking, they looking got at gutted, the Astros though. too. The Jays the were Astros looking. did get gutted yeah. with yeah. that uh, the trade with the Phillies. They gave up uh, Vince Velasquez. Oh yeah, they gave up a lot for him. I yeah, mean, even Mark Appel too, who was a former number one overall pick. He's been a bust, but that's still a former number one overall pick. That's got to hold some value. Yeah, they, there are teams that, you, that have the prospect system. I mean, everyone was talking about like the Dodgers. Well, the Cubs. The Cubs still oh, have the Cubs best prospect too. system. I think that. See, I, I, I think, thought it was the Dodgers. 
It depends where you go. The Dodgers I mean, have probably, they, they were saying like one of the better pitching prospects. Oh, yeah. Pool. No doubt yeah, they, they do. They got the yeah. international talent. That's what it is. I mean, they're, yeah. They, they got they a bunch have... of Cubans and stuff like that, Dominicans as well. Yeah. Because they just poach them and they sign them. Yeah, which actually they're starting to make changes to now with the international pool of money. Though the Jays yeah. spent all their international Luckily, pool of money. The rest of the league. Well, yeah, who, yeah they spent it on uh, Vladdy. Yeah, and Vlad. Well, it's a good choice for them, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, though, he's so young that he's literally four or five years away from being the Vladimir Guerrero we're all expecting, right? Yeah, I mean, he's but only eighteen or seventeen. Well, it's actually a good thing though because you don't know where this team is going to be in about four or five years with some of like their older players, like Edwin, like Jose. Yeah. So they will need a guy like Valadi to come in. I mean, Donaldson will probably still be here at least to lead the team. Should and... be. He he's due for a big deal after next season. Yes. The Huge. Jays were lucky to get what they got from right now. Well, the interesting he got part a about two the year Jays, deal, correct? Yeah, two year deal. The so. interesting thing about them is that if you go Donaldson, Tulowitzki, Martin, and let's say you add in Encarnacion and Bautista on just roughly twenty million dollars a year, they're going to have over a hundred million dollars in payroll tied up to five players. That's and that's, that's a lot of money, and that's why I think they're preparing for a future without Bautista, because you're going to cut one. I mean, it's probably going to be him. Although Jays fans will be heartbroken if that happens, so will he. He loves. Yeah, I wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't. I, I mean, I think the way he's just handled it has been. I mean, obviously he, he deserves he deserves the money, but I mean, just just going out and saying that he's taken a hometown discount and still gotten. $15 million when the organization took a huge risk signing him to that deal, knowing that he had nothing but one big season. I mean, I mean, I thought it was a great deal for the Jays, and it was also a great deal for him at the yeah. time. Yeah, They've been lucky enough for him to exceed that contract, but, I mean, you can't invest that money into – you can't be giving out Kobe Bryant lifetime contracts. No, no. Uh, just, just completely crippling a team for a couple of years just because a guy no. has some good memories to him. I mean, that's something that – Smart management doesn't do, and I I don't expect them to uh, to to give him a, a big time deal based on what he's done and how he's been for the city. Well, do you think maybe if he pulled? A, I know you're gonna hate me for doing saying this, but if he did what Steven Stamkos did in Tampa Bay and take less money to stay with the team, would would that change uh, your mind? It's a term. It would have to be significantly less. Yeah. I it would also have to be about four. Maybe he wants, I think, four or five years. I would do one, maybe yeah. two year option. He's not going to do Team one off. year. It's got to be two. No, it has to be two so to three years. It doesn't work. I would be. I would go no more than three. Three seventy five. I wouldn't even load do it with, three. Load it with bonuses. Well, I think there was. Yeah, there, I think that's what Jeff Blair was saying. Was the three, three years, seventy five million dollars. That way, he's he's getting a he's getting a pay raise, for but he's not. He's not getting the. I, I just don't. I don't know if teams are going to want to give that total commitment. I know he's a great hitter, but his his health is not something the teams are going to want to. As spend. of recently, though, he's been As extremely he, healthy. Yeah. I think Jake yeah. brought up an interesting parallel, though, when he was trying to say the Kobe Bryant part there. Yeah. Look at what the Miami Heat just did by letting Dwayne Wade walk. There's no mm. way Pat Riley was trying to lowball him and got caught with his pants down. This is Pat Riley, one of the most smartest guys in all sports. I think he he just saw what the Lakers have with Kobe and how they handcuffed their franchise for three years to do this yeah. huge retirement party. And he said, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that with Dwayne Wade. I still want to win. Maybe the Jays, if they're that concerned about Bautista's health and you know if he's worth the money going forward, maybe they go a similar route. And they kind yeah. of do what Riley did. And just you got to know smart businesses know when to cut assets. And that's why they brush their prior around because if it was Anthopolis still here, 
that would be a much harder decision to make. But Shapiro is not emotionally invested in this team like no. Anthopolis was. Yeah. He's a very smart business person. Jays fans may not think so, but... Well, he was offered NFL jobs. I mean, the Cleveland Browns were trying to get him to come, so... Yeah, so... I mean, they, they also offered me a three-year deal, so... That doesn't really <laughs> <mean>. <laughs> Oh, the Browns. How we can laugh at their expense is just great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. At least they got the Cavs for a year. Yeah, for a year. Until for Golden State comes in. Until, Go- until oh. Golden State wins the next ten. <laughs> the, next ten. the next ten. I don't think they have Durant for that long, though. <laughs> oh, they'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. They'll pick up something. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, Atkins and Shapiro seem to know what, they, they they seem to have a good vision of what this team needs to do. I think a lot of it's going to be spent on re, getting that prospect pull up, getting that development system back up. Um, I think another smart business decision would be, would be signing Aaron Sanchez to a long-term deal now. Yes, do it now. <laughs> do it now. Definitely. Get it over with. You'll save yourself a lot of money in the long mm-hmm. run. Yeah, no, that's a good point, too. I think we should close it off here, guys, with where do you think the Blue Jays will finish at the end of the season? You can throw out a record prediction here, playoffs, yes or no, and we'll leave it at that. Ooh. Uh, I think they win the division. Yeah, I do. I think so as well. That's where I have it. Winning the division. I'd say anywhere from like 93 to 96 wins yeah. to boot. I was going to say about 94, 95. They'll probably win the division by at least two, three games. I think... Baltimore and Boston will keep it close. But you look at the way that this team... Like this team doesn't need to make huge, significant upgrades like the Boston Red Sox or the Baltimore Orioles need to make. That way, this team chemistry is really good. I don't know how I'm strong... I'm just not a believer in the Orioles at all. Their, mean, starting pit, their pitching is not... Like, really, it's awful. Yeah, they're they're almost like... Their what opening the, day starter has a 7 yeah. ERA. Well, they're a almost like what the Jays were garbage. last year. They were almost like what the Jays had last year where their starting pitching wasn't really good, but their offense was carrying them. So Yeah, I, and all they do is hit home runs, though. Well, yeah. Well, you got three three guys who can mash them, so that's, that's the main reason why. But, yeah, I think the Jays have the right balance in pitching and hitting to get them to the top. I mean, Boston could just make a move by selling off a lot of prospects. Yeah. Um, I think they're the second best team in the American League right now behind Texas. Houston, uh, not Houston, Texas. Yeah. Well, there's 71 games left. They're yeah. at 51 wins now. Yeah. If they go 40 and 31, that puts them at 91 wins. And 40 and 31, I think, is a bit modest for this team. Yeah. I feel like we could even jack that up to... Uh, 44 and what 28 they, like, yeah. they've been some, enough like they've been some really good teams recently. like that Indian series you probably could have they could have probably won that game that went to the 19th inning if yep. Encarnacion or Martin weren't ejected for very stupid reasons um well the Indians were the hottest team in baseball yeah. in that series and the, their pitching is like is probably the best pitching in baseball one of the best pitching in baseball it's starting to starting rotation. Yeah, I think it's the best in baseball right now. They're starting rotation. And you kind of see that now with the Jays, how they're building that up too, kind of where Shapiro coming in. So Well, that'll take time. I mean, like they, yeah. they groomed Kluber, Salazar, Carrasco, yeah. even Trevor Bauer to a certain extent. Like They groomed those guys, and it, it took some time. So it's going to take time with this team. But, yeah, I mean, the good thing is the Jays don't have to go out and spend a lot at this trade at – at the trade deadline, but I do think it would benefit them to at least give them a little bit of help. 
Yeah. I think they're one of the few teams without significant holes on their yeah. roster. I mean, there's significant holes on Baltimore and Boston and and even Cleveland. I mean, yeah. Cleveland, I don't think they have the horses to to bat in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't so, think so either. I mean, I think Texas is ready to go. I think they're not missing much. I mean, hopefully, because I hate Texas, they run into some sort of skid and the Astros overtake them because I think we'd better match up with the Astros over the Texans or Texans uh, over the Rangers, but you never know. How awesome would a Texas Toronto ALCS be? That would be fantastic. That would be, be nerve wracking, but fun. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. That would That's be exactly what I, I want. don't want to play. I'd rather yeah. play Boston or Baltimore in the ALCS, but that yeah. would be fun. Hey, uh, it's just it would just be fun to be there. Seven game series. I feel like that would just go all the way. Hamels Sanchez, if Sanchez is still there, even like Hamels Estrada, it's just oh, it'd be a yeah. lot of fun to watch. Well, who, and who knows what's happening with you, Darvish? Yeah, with with the if Rangers too. If if the te- if the Rangers lose you, Darvish, then you have a better chance than with, with him in the lineup. Yeah, that is true. Well, on that note, guys, I think we'll wrap this up here. As always, you can subscribe to us on iTunes at Tip of the Tower. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tip of the Tower. If you'd like to reach out to myself, you can reach me on Twitter at Crystal Cranitz. If you want to reach Dave Morissuti, you can reach him at D underscore Morissuti. If you want to reach Jake, you can reach him at JakeMilton12. Thank you for listening, and have a good night, guys. Take care.